0: We're back. This is part two of Tyson Witham. We had a little bit of a chat to him and we're just getting into the nitty gritty of how he actually got into radio. It was a little bit disjointed in part one about maybe he's not putting his hand up in the air and shaking it around like he just don't care. <laughs> so <laughs> stop <laughs> So part two, we're going to hear a little bit more about what goes into just the creative thought process and some of the cool content ideas he comes up with. I've said this to you in person and I'll say it. I think you're one of the most underrated brains that I know in radio because you look like you are doing a lot of stupid stuff, but there is so much thought process that goes into making it look that simple.
1: Yeah, right. (laughs) And That's exactly how Mel described you to me. Okay. (laughs) Because I don't think when you first came up that she realised that we had any shared history. Yeah. So that's the... Honest truth exactly how she said it to me originally.
2: Right. Yeah. I, I don't know I, it's weird because you've gone I want to take that as a compliment and then it, I it, overthink no,
0: it. And then I overthink
2: yeah. it and then I go underrated Is everyone just not even give a shit about it. No, <laughs> no, 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 no.
0: Cuz I think you you make it appear very effortless, but I've seen it in action and I've seen the brain jump around. Yeah, okay. From an external point of view and I probably can appreciate it and I'm not saying I'm anywhere near your level but the thinking constantly and questioning things. Yeah, and I think you you've even just said like you just fly under the radar. You don't really put yourself front and center on purpose. Yeah, I de- so that's that-
2: definitely a way I go. I never, I don't aim to be front and center because then everyone spotlights on you. Everyone's expecting things from you. If I'm standing next to the spotlight, I can do whatever the hell I want. And if I get laughs, it's like, yeah, no one expected this. So, <laughs> it's so fun.
1: can I can I ask a question then? There was a period of time, I'm not sure, might have been 12 to 18 months ago, where there was some really funny meme stuff coming out from who you work for. And yep. I just thought, wow, there's a really strong through line of comedy here that's a little different to the group as a whole and also to other stuff that I'd seen locally. Yeah. You know, I know people, I know a few people, enough to know that it was coming from you or some <laughs> of those ideas. But that's what, yeah. that's a way of... The best thing that I thought that I saw from that company for the week locally, yeah, right. had none of you directly in it. You are you were one step removed because yeah. all it was was a funny couple of words or a joke or a really clever play on words. Or
2: yeah, that's that probably was me because I did uh, did take over the social media around then. I, well, before then, but I I only sort of just dropped off the social media last year um, for the company and said like, let that be someone else's duty because I do a lot of other operations role that no one will know anything about or care about. That's yeah. very boring well, stuff. It's a
0: very important part yeah, of it. It's, it's got to the, run.
2: <laughs> we are a hub at Albury so we go out to like from Orange down to Warrigal and everywhere in between regionally. So sort of being in charge of that operationally is the less interesting sound of the job but it's the stuff that probably kept me a job last year really after. do that. you want to just yeah.
0: for people that don't know and aren't in radio just quickly just explain what goes into that role
2: it's a lot of because um, you know if you listen to the radio you've got The music, right? We don't pick... We've got someone who picks the songs. They're based on surveys of asking people what music you want to hear. So someone picks the songs, that music has to go out across Australia to all of our stations, same songs to play. And then I get it sent to me, so I push the button that goes, load these songs in, and then I look at all the different sweeps between it, and sweeps are those imaging that goes, like, the board has hit 104.9, and uh, (laughs) where... So radio. Or it'll be like, where the Murray River is, or something. You know, they'll say something local, and I'll... Or it'd be like someone going, damn, it's R&B Fridays or whatever. Like finding the right one to go between the right songs. I got to do that right. And then I have to do it for 10 stations, which go out to like Griffith and Orange and Worry. Because and of Wagga the and...
1: hub aspect of yes. the operation. Yeah.
2: yeah. So that's that's a main part of it. And then sending that out to everyone to say, hey, here's your log for the day um, announcers. You'll have to do this. You'll have to do this. You have to like. If we have like a lately, we've had this summer roulette where we spin a wheel and then whatever wheel lands on, we play that song. Where it's just a gimmick, but it's something to a reason to play a song we might not normally play or something like that. So there's all that sort of stuff that you're in charge of in a way. It's
0: basically, you're making um, people on air's life easier. Yeah, I by, guess by sorting it all out. It's all there in front of.
2: Yeah, so I just them. look at a, a screen or a piece of paper and go, okay, I have to talk here, here, here. Where I'm really just the, almost a the middleman. There's someone else who does all that and then I go, oh, I'll fill it out to make it a, sound and look better.
0: Pretty much like a I- librarian sorting through the <laughs> Dewey ses- Decimal and going, System what, and just going, what is why the is Bible
2: that? doing in fiction?
0: yes. That's it. it should be
2: there. <laughs> no, that's not... No. I, was, I was hoping you were just going to leave that. I think like, that might be the best
1: joke I've ever heard on this program. Oh, Told no. you,
0: he's so smart. Yeah. <laughs> Don't give
1: me that.
2: I can't take it. I can't take a compliment as well. That's another well, thing. Well, you've got... You're in a
1: room full of people who can't
2: take compliments, good. I think. <laughs> you know what? That's a good thing I like about you, Josh. You're a great person. Yeah, so you've got... <laughs> thank you. So you've Took got. Well. you've
1: got a job where it's particularly in regional places, it's a really important thing that people have that local radio they can turn on, just like people, I think, are starting to miss the local television aspect of a lot of stations, don't have any local stuff. So getting the music right, I mean, no one's going to bother listening to the people talking on there if the music's off base or it doesn't actually appeal to them or it's all in the wrong order.
2: Yeah, yeah. And I think probably the most complaint you get is either, less talk more music, or... Stop playing the same songs. Yeah. Uh, at least most complaints, you get to a radio station. Yeah. And it's like,
1: is that from people that may – like the majority of people, I'm assuming, are only listening for a small part yes. of the day, aren't they?
2: 100%, and that is what it is. Because I know about. I used to listen
1: to uh, The River in the morning yep. when I'd drive over when I was living in Wodonga, mm. and then in the afternoon I would listen to K Tim and Marty on Nova, which I think was on
2: The Edge HFM, or something. Yeah, yeah, which and Marty's now on Triple M.
1: That was my favourite radio show that I've
2: ever heard. I really enjoyed Kate, Tim and Marty, and, yeah.
1: And – I love Marty and but I was at most listening to what sometimes I get caught in traffic on the way back over the causeway I might have listened for 20 minutes for the total of a whole day
2: yeah Exactly. And, and sometimes I, I did think, hear the same songs. Yeah, because you yeah. might be, you wouldn't hear it in the space of 20 minutes, but you would yeah. hear like. Over the course of a week, course of I might week, hear one know.
1: or two songs of are the same.
2: Yeah. And there's probably to do with like peak times of going, hey, people like this song. Let's put it in this peak time of people driving. And that's yep. sort of so how it works. W- I so I guess
1: where I was angling with that, with all those pressures mm. of keeping the core product strong yep. and appropriate to the area and whatever, where do you. How do you also do the creative side of what you do? Because are you hosting anything as well at the moment?
2: So I I do – my show is 9 to 12, Monday to Friday on on here, and I've just – I pretty much have free range to do what I want, but they want me to do local, the most local possible show. Yeah. The music-wise, I don't have anything to do with, really. It's just trying to make the what I'm talking about integrate with the music and integrate with things that are happening locally and to make it entertaining and interesting and do it in 20 seconds yeah,
1: cause <laughs> for a break. Getting back to where we kind of met at Soden's when I was the entertainment manager, I used to sometimes get asked, Butterfly Effect, Dead Letter Circus, Cog, those type of bands. We, Tokyo. My, my old band, the Third Estate at the time, yeah, was the only band really that sounded like them. Yeah, in this area that wasn't too heavy metal. Yep, but wasn't so soft that it didn't work. Mm. I sometimes had to book the gig, give them, give the guys dinner, get their rider ready, and then get up on stage and play. Right, and then get up and then remand the door again.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So
1: how do you separate performer? From oh, it's hard from operations guy.
2: <laughs> yeah, and that's that's the hard thing that I've been juggling. I think uh, ever since I took over operations, where it's been like I've dropped off on the social media fun videos, the thing that I really enjoy doing to do this role, and it's you end up feel like you're going from all your jobs to the next job to the next job to the next job, and your day's over, and you and you got to start again the next day, and you go, when do I find time to do the fun thing that I want to do out there? So I'm still trying to find that balance. Really, it's it's very hard where you sort of want to do everything to make everyone happy and keep everything running but you oh, find it hard to delegate as well it, and go.
1: it's funny you yeah. just made me think you asked earlier tyson what's all this about like this studio yeah and i was paying, curious and, i was yeah and
2: what's punching sideways part, part aim, of it's man. about
1: that i've created a sideline thing for myself that i can't do in my normal work right like i've created because of my job doesn't pay me to sit there and talk to interesting people and hang out with mel yeah and have a space where I'm happy and I don't have to stress about the sound and stuff.
2: Yeah.
1: My job doesn't afford that. That's not what the job is. And I've never had a job where I talk into a mic. So I just built it on the side.
2: Right. And that's, that's yeah. good. So that's and com- that's probably it, like, honestly the main yeah.
1: reason because I don't get to do it.
2: Right. Day yeah. to day. And I think me going in and doing it, because this is what I thought when I was driving forklifts that I go, well, I'm getting paid a lot to do like a job that might be mind numbing to me in a way. And then I have the time outside of work or I'm getting paid enough that I can do the things I want to do and maybe work on my side projects. But I never did that. And I I was like, you have the time and you didn't really do it. Like I'd write a script for like a TV show. Like maybe that was something cool I could do. But I did a little bit of that and pretty much was like, yeah, whatever. Where instead I was like, now I've got this job where it seems like now I have the big platform. I should be able to branch off from there. And then you'll go, Oh, and you'd start doing all these other jobs and forget about it and sort of just every now and then pop in, here's a social media video of me doing something fun that I think good and worth watching. And then you go, oh, can we bother? I got like 10 likes on that. <laughs> and you sort of take a break for a while. So, yeah, I don't know.
0: When you come up with these, these social video ideas, mm. do you know immediately in your head that it's good? Can you play it out in your head and go,
2: I can oh. get excited about stuff and go, it's not until the I'll edit. i have to do It's this. not until the edit that I know because I've done videos where I've gone, I don't know what we're, let's, if that's going to be anything I wanted or what I thought was going to be. And sometimes I'll go out there and go, let's do a video and not have a full plan. They're the worst things to do. They always should have a plan. But sometimes they can work out well and it's usually... In the edit, I'm very animated with my hands bumping the mic, but it's in the edit where I go, I'm happy here. This is good, and I thought I I thought ideas were going to be good, but it wasn't. And I'd film stuff and go, oh, that's exciting, some of those bits, but it's not to the edit that I go. Yes, I'm very happy because I was out there for a long time. I've had videos where I did uh, the release of Red Dead Redemption came out, and I was going to the midnight launch at JB Hi-Fi. They said we weren't allowed to film in there, so there was like getting around that. And then I I was, my aim was to go into jb and line up and be an idiot and dress as a cowboy which i've dressed as a cowboy so many times for this work i don't know why it just always ends up that way I just
0: like cowboys
2: and i yeah well and i dress full-on cowboy mostly kids cowboy outfits so i looked even more ridiculous and it was me just asking people about red dead are oh, excited you hear you can um you grow your facial hair in real time like and tell i'll say that to people and they'll be like yeah i guess and i and that was the comedy but it was doing it in a whole hour or longer than that of filming, it felt like, oh, we're not getting anything here and I don't know what's going on here. And then I wanted to finish it by going across the street to Paddy's and then going in there because it's karaoke night, dressed as a cowboy singing Bon Jovi's "Wanted Dead or Alive. Like I'm a cowboy, I'm a <laughs> yeah. steel, like doing that, and that's how I finish it and holding the game in the air. Like I was very excited, like that was going to be the thing. And then we go into Paddy's, and I asked them, I I try to set everything up. I went to JB that day to say, "You would be cool if I film in here." They were like, "No, we can't. Have to ask, ask head office." So we went, that's fine. We can get around that and just film out the front with the big swag and stuff. Yeah. Paddy's I went in that day and I said, "We'll be cool if I film in here tonight because karaoke night. If I just did something quick, and they were like, "Yeah, that'll be fine." And then I got in the Paddy's that night, and they're like, "You can't bring a camera in here. What are you doing?" I, go, I asked someone today. Who'd you ask? guy behind the bar, <laughs> and it was like, ugh. so I couldn't film in there, had to leave. Like, I also asked the karaoke, hey, I'm going to film something. Can I jump up? Because we were like, maybe if you just quickly film it before someone, because I was looking at us a bit dodgy with a big giant camera, and he was sort of like, no, you're not jumping in front of all these people that have been waiting in line and stuff. I'm like, come on, just let me sing. I it, it, as a cowboy, it'll be fun. Like, people get into it. Everyone's going to sing, well, as like, long as the intro is you the right way. Yeah. It could have just seemed like it was always going to happen. So I had this big plan, and then it, that didn't happen either. So... I ended up going away going, this is crap. I haven't got anything. Then the edit came together and I was so happy with it. Like I enjoyed it so much and I put the edit together and it was just like I ended the video of me putting the game because everyone was complaining about how big the download would take. It was basically just a long, uh, long download where you couldn't even play that night anyway. So you'd wait for the midnight screen and then you get home and I'd put the DVD in or the game in and I'd go, oh, crap. And then that the video ends. So it was like this small moments of me talking to random strangers and then getting their responses of being like, I don't care why you're a cowboy. This is dumb. But me being very excited and it was just a snippet and I'd be, it just was amusing in that sense to me that I was like, this is great because the power of editing I think is your best friend.
0: So when you're just saying now that you've got a camera following you around.
2: Yeah. Is this Brad That's Chappell? That's if I have the luxury of that. Brad, is Chappell? Brad Chappell. Brad Chappell. He's an amazing man. Uh, he's helped me out in so many ways because he's also the quickest editor ever. And he does our commercials out at the SCA. So he would go, we'd come back to the office and I'd go, Oh, you'd load that on. I'll come back and we'll look over the edit. But I also don't want to be a backseat editor because I don't like that when people do it to me. Cause you're like, Oh, put that bit in. I like that bit or whatever. So I sort of want to leave him there for a little bit. And he only needs a couple of minutes. So I come back and he's got it pretty much set and I'll go, you're the best. Like that would take me ages to sit there and go through every <laughs> tiny little frame where I go, cut it it, this frame or like I don't want to see this next bit where I laugh I want to cut it without me laughing because it's funnier that way or that sort of stuff how
0: so. long do you think it's taken you to develop that relationship because I've seen you two work together and you two obviously get each other
2: yeah, he gets it. He um, gets
0: what's going on in your head, yeah. which that's that's pretty difficult. <laughs> like, let's just say, that's yeah. no mean feat. So let's all just round of applause to Brad Chappell for he's, he's, getting he's Tyson's
2: He's an amazing head. man. He's an amazing man. <laughs> I, a lot of it was me by myself trying to get someone in the office to film for me for a long time. Yep. And there would be issues where I'd be like, oh, why did you stop recording? Like that would stop recording and go, I thought you were done. And I'm like, no, this is where some of the comedy, where it lingers or something, or it's something lingers and I'll do an extra little bit that I find funny and and then there'll be people who just can't even frame right and you'd have so much sky in the shot and you'd be like, ah. Oh. So it's good to have someone who knows what they're doing In Brad Chappell is, he's amazing. So,
0: And I suppose that's where I lean into you do some very funny stuff but it's deliberately stupid yes. and it would still take a lot of time potentially yeah, yeah. to put together yeah. but it looks like it's been half-assed.
2: Yeah, so there's like uh, this came to mind that I put a bit of effort in and going down the street to demand – the Easter, uh, keep the Easter bunny out of town and bring back the Bilby or something. Like I was doing some, I I said I I didn't want the the, the Easter bunny to come to town for some reason. I can't remember, but I had like a big sign and walked through Dean Street and I had this old bloke was like, called me basically a moron. And I was like, this is gold. Like I was so happy that he called me that. And then I, you think about it in a normal setting that you'd be like, you'd be upset. <laughs> but I knew I was being a moron, so I was like, "Call me a moron. That's good. That's what I want. Yeah. This is gold for yeah. interacting with people and holding up things." Like I did a Star Wars one where I had all these Star Wars things and pictures of people from Star Wars going, "Who's that? Who's this? Yeah, are you excited about Star Wars? No one on the board is excited for the new Star Wars movie." And I thought it was like this big fun video where I got a lightsaber and a stormtrooper mask and had a sword fight with a tree in front of, and a guy who was busking on the street, like just a bunch of stuff like that, that I thought was really fun that didn't really have a plan. But yeah, there's, there's a lot of stuff I put heaps of effort into. And then I go, uh, and then the stuff you put the least effort into does the best. And you're like,
0: that's very frustrating. It's
2: so frustrating. I got, I shook hands with ScoMo when he just became prime minister and he came to Albury and my aim was to film him and then just put it in slow motion and write ScoMo in slow-mo. And that's all I wanted because he was, only just got coined the term ScoMo because he just became PM and his first real big thing as PM was coming to Albury. So I thought this is going to be the first person to get on this joke. ScoMo, Slimo. It's there. It's easy. It's written. It's so... And I went... And I shook his hand because he came around the corner and turned when there was all these people around him. And I didn't think it was coming my way. And I went... Oh, and I pushed record. I shook his hand. And I was like, hey, on, yeah, whatever. Whatever my political opinions are. I just wanted the video. And then I looked down... And it's recording now, uh, and it wasn't recording, and I missed it. And I was like, oh. So I just record a random shot of him walking, used that instead, put it as a slow-mo, and then I was thinking, oh, I went this effort, and I'm hanging around him, trying to find my opportunity, put it up. I think I got one like, and it would have been from someone in the building. And I was like, oh, this was good. And I put it on both stations too, like Hit and Triple M, thinking I was going to get stuff, but no. And that felt like a lot of effort to go into that, because, I mean, sure, it was just walking down the street and filming, but... It felt like I was really trying that day because I was busy and stuff, and I got nothing out of it. I was but do like, you know I what? This?
0: I I think if you hadn't have done that, and someone else had to come up,
2: with, I'd be so angry. <laughs> You'd be so angry <laughs> if I saw Skomo and Slowmo come up, and I'd be like, oh, why? is it That, that yeah. was my idea. That's happened too many you, times. You
1: never know if it happens to like the types of people maybe that that could most you know get you some kind of you know new job or a bit of extra coverage. Yeah. Maybe those people aren't the type of people that ever press like on something. I got a – I just had a conversation with a comedian from – he lives in Nashville. His name's Rick Roberts. Yeah. And I followed him on Twitter and he went and listened to – I've got this podcast but I've also got a really short-form podcast that I started pretty much – I really started putting him out more when COVID hit because I wasn't going to get to tell jokes in public and I was a complete rookie so I had to do it somewhere. And he just went and clicked on a few things on my Twitter account. So before he emailed me – to say, hey, thanks for following me, he'd gone and listened to half of these little episodes right. I put out and then memorised one whole bit and told me how he thought the structure was really great and I should do more parts like that. And this is a guy that's been doing it as yeah, a, pro, awesome. a pro for 30 years. That's but he great. wrote me this massive email to say, hey, thanks, I've seen you on Twitter a couple of times, thanks for supporting. Because yeah. he, he
2: puts jokes up and some of them are really, really funny. And that's part of him doing a bit of hustling too. Yeah, but he just, just, that, like, if I didn't have
1: those little bits of content that no one quote-unquote cared about... yeah. Out there, I wouldn't have had that connection. And now we talk all the time.
2: Great. Yeah. And that's the thing. You've got to keep putting stuff out there and working your best bit of work because you never know who's going to but see you, it. You, you also go. never know when the
1: idea of if someone tries to, you know, go back on the, yeah. ScoMo and SloMo for some
2: reason <laughs> in the future. That's the thing. To be you, fair, they don't you've know that You were the there. originator. So. No, but it's yeah. there.
0: You can go, I did that.
2: Yeah, well. I did that. There's a lot of you me guys telling people re- I invented something. You and weren't,
0: weren't ready for it.
2: Yeah, exactly. You weren't ready yeah, for the it. World ready for <laughs> <laughs> the
0: world wasn't ready for this. <laughs> <laughs> the world wasn't ready for
2: ScoMo and SloMo. No, they weren't. I'm sure it's probably gone viral somewhere else and he was probably doing something stupider and then I was like, oh, I needed him to do that dumb face or something. or you know, I mean, That's amazing.
1: Do you mind if we maybe start finishing up but I'd love to ask you a question about is there any other pieces of content or anything that you comes to mind that you just think is really interesting or special that maybe you can get the love at the time that maybe we can talk about
0: if you like us like I like us get onto punchingsideways.com give us a bit of a likesy have a bit of an exploration around and maybe buy us a coffee
2: I've got two videos that I've done that I really liked that never actually went out. Yep. One was when um, they were going to rename Alexandra Park to Les O'Brien Park. Like he was, a, he was a legend there. He passed away. And I wanted to go out there and do a, a bit to honour him and try and get people to talk more about it and maybe actually rename the park. And I, I think Usain Bolt was retiring around the same time. And I don't know if Cathy Freeman was in the news or not, but I went out to the track. There was some randoms there and I just said, hey, can we film something here? And they were like, yeah, all right. And I don't know what their responsibility was, but they had a key to get in the gate. So whatever, this is me, the, the paddies again. They're the probably there sword. to know the Lord. Basically, <laughs> yeah. So it was probably something like that actually. Yeah. But I went in there and they're like, yeah, that's fine. And I, like, I went in, I thought I did the proper, you know. So I dress as my full green morph suit, except my head's out. So that's those full skin tight green lycra bodysuits. So I look like Kathy Freeman. And then I thought I'll sprint 100 metres and uh, try and beat, a certain time and on a Les O'Brien in some way, it was something to do with changing the name and using retirement. So I do this thing and I don't stretch or anything because, and I sprint a full hundred meter sprint hard as I can to look like an idiot in this suit. And, um, after we finished it and edited it, I went, thighs were burning. So I didn't stretch. And I think I'm young still, I ask someone at work and someone, show someone at work and they're like, you should probably get permission for that. Cause we tried to film there once before and we got in trouble and I was like, what do you mean? And they're like, oh, I think it's someone at work's client, we'll ask them. And then I try to ask them if I could get approval and whatever. And that just kept going. Yeah, I haven't got it yet. I haven't got it yet. And I'm like, this is, the story's gone. Like, and then it never got approval and I never put the video out. And during that time of waiting for approval, I blew my quad out. Because I didn't stretch and stuffed it so much by like the next week when I was some guy walking to the 13th dimension <laughs> holding three boxes, kept dropping them. So I thought I'd help him out. And he didn't look like the most fittest bloke as I don't know you would see going to the 13th dimension. But I was like, oh, I'll help this guy out. And as soon as I bent to pick it up, one quad goes twang. And I'm like, oh, and I still help him and limp to this place. And I'm like, yeah, thanks. And he didn't really give me a thanks. And I was like, why would I do that? Played Knicks netball that night, blew out the other quad. And then I walked around a full netball match just walking so I'm like, I can't, I've done something here. it got so bad that i kept thinking oh i think it's healed again just stuffed it again grand final day getting drunk playing footy with mates woke up the next day in so much pain went to the hospital they were like oh just rest it and i'm like no it's bad than that went to the doctor they said i've torn my quad for like full forearm length of quad and (laughs) i had a hematoma which was like a blood clot so that's where that story ended and i had to really rest that and whatever and that video never came out there was that one. So you
1: almost died. You literally almost died for your art. Well, you quite almost died for your art.
2: Yeah. And it was it was pretty bad, Like especially because I went to the hospital and they were like, oh, it's fine. And then I found it wasn't fine. I could have just died. sat on it. I had to get some drugs to get rid of that, like whatever. But yeah, so there was that video. And the other one, which was making fun of Jason Akermanis for getting banned from the golf course. Oh, yeah. And I filmed a whole thing with Brad Chappell and we went out on the weekend and we went to like. Cold can golf course, I think, because we thought we wouldn't get in trouble out there and whatever. And I dressed up as Acker and I had the goatee and everything. I grew my facial hair out and shaved it that way, darkened it a bit because I can't really grow the best facial hair. But then I I'm had a bleach blonde wig and I went out just being the most arrogant person ever and like whatever. And I respect Acker for a footy player, like great men. And I actually liked some of his banter and stuff. And I met him and he's been like the nicest bloke ever. But he's been living on the border and I thought, Oh, this will get a bit of traction because everyone, it's very local and he's been banned from Wodonga and Albury and Thaguna or whatever at golf courses. And I thought this would be great. And then I, just as we finished editing and putting it together, me being a real like arrogant dick, basically, as much as I still respect the man, but whatever, there was fears that he would see it and he's the kind of person who might sue for defamation or whatever. And I don't know the levels of what I could do there. So he showed the bosses before we put it out and they said, they laughed at it, which was nice. I don't know if the laughs were as heavy as I'd like, but <laughs> <laughs> then they said- hey, They could have juiced it a bit. Yeah. Well, and I was like, oh, maybe it's not that funny as well. But then it's like, you it should show legal. And legal's our big department across Australia. And I was like, oh, great. Sent it to them. And they were like, didn't get it. Didn't get the joke. But also I was like, you, what's this it, alleged, like alleging to, like alleged to? And I was like, oh, that he was being cheating on the border because I'd be in the video cheating, being in, <laughs> like, whatever- <laughs> And then, and like throwing the golf ball and pretending and kicking the golf ball like a football and smacking the club on the tree and breaking it and like swearing or whatever and pretending to be the best player ever. And then, uh, yeah, they got back to me and said, oh, you have to take out anything that's to do with him being uh, accused of being cheating. And I said, that's the whole video. So <laughs> yeah. didn't put it in.
1: And out. it was already out in the media anyway. That, yeah, that's and what,
2: that was yeah. all it, like, he was banned officially, like whatever you can't get banned without doing something, you would think, but he was saying that he didn't do anything. And anyway, so there's, I guess, there's still allegations there. So allegedly he did that stuff and uh, I wanted to make fun of it and it was very local and I thought it was very funny and, yeah, I never got to put that video out either. So there's there's two there. Yeah, well, I didn't get to make fun of that either because what year did that happen?
1: Was that early 2019-ish? Yeah, maybe? over 2019. Yeah, I was still, I won't say where I was, but I was in a kind of senior management job at one of the places that banned him. <laughs> right. So yeah. I, I wanted to make a few jokes about that and as that well.
2: And that was uh, the thing about of our work because we obviously had all those people that bandy mother party clients as well and we were, they were like, oh, maybe not. And I just was like, okay, fair enough. But it was one of those things where, you know how they say, Ask, ask for permission, forgiveness yes. or for permission sort of things. Yeah, I was like, this is one where we just ask for forgiveness. Let's just do it. And then I got scared and realised how hard I went on being <laughs> a cheap dickhead or whatever and I went, we should ask for permission first and then they told me no and I said, that's why you're supposed to ask for forgiveness but it could have been a big fine. It could have been way worse for the company and stuff. So I'm sort of, I guess we didn't do it. But
0: I want to see that video. But also I've got one quick question because I know we're trying to wrap. What is the your favourite thing that you have done that has come about because of radio but not actually been on radio or like a content video?
2: I pro- it's probably hosting some different events and one that I did most recently is front of mind and that is being a boxing announcer. I did that last year. And that was just being the ring announcer. So get, let's get ready to rumble. I got to do that. And did you actually get to say I, that phrase? Were I you did.
1: cleared to say that folks Well, it was illegal. Said it. I know
2: that's another thing because <laughs> Bruce Buffer or which Buffer is it? Because there's a UFC Buffer and there's the boxing Buffer. Yeah, and they both have coined term like "it's time" and "let's get ready to rumble." And then I think whatever. But I was mainly channeling my wrestling fan because i'm a huge wrestling fan i gave every boxer a nickname if they didn't give me one already and i had probably i was like 16 fights and i gave everyone a nickname that i just made up myself except maybe one bloke because he was like don't give me a nickname and i went you look like a person i really shouldn't give." (laughs) i think they all probably were and yeah well that's fair no you know what some of them are really nice guys but um Yeah, I gave everyone a nickname, and that was my most enjoyable part, going out there and watching their faces hear their own nickname for the first time, and they're like looking at me like, why did you give me that nickname? (laughs) And I'm like, because it's funny. Like, There was some guy who had the last name, maybe Waters, and it was like, Lachlan, lock up your daughter's Waters. (laughs) And I just found it very, very amusing. And uh, yeah, no one told me that was not to happen, and no one said after, don't do that again. So... Yeah, I was supposed to go back and do that before COVID happened and they were going to get me back to do it and I would have loved to do that because that's just something you dress nice in the big tux sort of look or the suit look and you get to just talk and make up jokes. And there was doing ad reads in the middle of rounds and you're just sort of saying like, oh, and I'd just be like, go down to this bakery and uh, they've got drive through, so you can sit on your butt and get food. That's the way you want to live. Like, just No one gave me any actual direction. And just in
0: element.
1: It was yeah. your play. And,
2: and I got a couple of beers too so that was like to start – one hundred percent in the element. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I needed. <laughs> yeah, everything's better with a couple of beers. That's a good place to leave that one.
1: <laughs> yeah, not a sponsor.
2: Yeah, Tyson. a beers, <laughs>
1: not a sponsor. a <laughs> couple of beers with. Them. Yeah, that's probably yeah. true. Right, mate. Well, thanks so much. It's really great to reconnect. And yeah,
2: yeah. Thanks for you. coming
1: into our little studio and
2: making the time on a weekend. Thanks for having me. Really, I mean, time flew by. Was that how long is that? That's about an hour. Wow. Well, I sometimes just go, don't I? I, I just uh, it talk. Hasn't, it definitely hasn't felt like an hour,
1: which is that's good. That's
2: yeah. good. Yeah. That's what you want?
1: When we crack the hour mark and it feels like two hours, that's when
2: you know you. <laughs> <laughs> it's going a bit long. Yeah, we should wrap this up. yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's it. <laughs> okay. No, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. That's good. Let's Master. continue. Master. Punch nice. size weight. Punch. Yeah. What's what the game? Can this can is what do? I wanted. What's the gimmick? You teach me a few things is,
0: through your boxing
2: is, Do you mind if
1: I ask someone who's pretty sharp- when you hear the phrase punching sideways, mm. what do you think that that might mean?
2: I think it means, because I think of punching above your weight is like, you know, you shouldn't be there. Like you shouldn't where you are, but you are going above it where you should be. So sideways, I assume you're just staying around in mediocrity.
1: Yeah. So this, the, it's <laughs> funny because you're not, my older brother thought exactly the same thing. Okay, right. Because he's a hardcore boxing fan. Yeah. What it's meant to mean is that you punch up at politicians, but you don't punch down at poor people. So really it's meant to be you punch sideways so everyone gets – it's an equal opportunity bashing show. Great.
2: It's still, I wish it wasn't so violent. <laughs> no. It still makes no sense to anybody. See, what about uh, kissing sideways?
0: See, it's I a bit f- nice and loving. Uh,
1: that sounds like you and your COVID test. Nah, oh, don't talk
2: about that. <laughs> I, I feel like – like it
0: to be f- fair, I didn't think that that was what it meant either because I've just rolled in and just like you, just roll in and jump on someone else's Somehow platform.
2: Somehow
1: <laughs> got your name on the show, got your face on the artwork. <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> I a just, fist
0: I feel like it's just coming in left field. I think it's like, like... you're a left field punching sideways. It's an unexpected...
1: I think it's like oh. the name Google. It just means whatever it means to people. Yeah, That's right. what I'm claiming now. There you go. <laughs> okay. Right, right. On. Well, thank you very much for joining us on the show, Thanks mate. for having me. I really right appreciate on. it. Thanks, Mel.
0: Thanks. And we're on. (laughs) Got a clapper machine in here now, guys, just to make sure that we all know that mics are on. Time to talk. What do you think of that?
1: Well, to begin with, I feel like we should have someone in here clapping for us all the time.
0: As opposed to getting the clap, just (laughs) someone clapping. You're
1: destined to convince people any room that I inhabit. (laughs) (laughs) There's something bad going on.
0: It's just, the badness is in my brain. It's nothing to do with the space I'm in. It could be anywhere.
1: (laughs) Clappy room is an improvement from rapey room.
0: I will say this. I think Wodonga has the highest rate of the clap in Australia. Wow. So that's a fun fact for everyone to, to <laughs> and know.
1: our guest today, Tyson's talking about maybe being the mayor Yeah, of he, <laughs> he
0: wants to be the mayor of Wodonga and maybe that could be one of the things that he... Well, he is, said he was looking for a platform. That's his platform. That's his platform. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Um, what did you think of Tyson? You've known him pre-me. I
1: knew a version yep. of him and to be honest, I knew him... Probably way less as a person as sometimes you think you do when you're, if you're both involved in something Mm -hmm. and there's a culture and a community, sometimes you feel like you might know an individual better than you actually do. But he's incredibly nice in the best possible way. Super friendly. He hung out with us like we're doing this way later than we normally would be. So
0: yeah, he actually took up a lot of our time to be fair. I was yeah. tired at the end of it, but it was a good chat. We, I, I wish we were recording the three hours post.
1: <laughs> there was a lot in that and maybe one day we can get him back on. <laughs> we'll get him it's back funny, on. after about 50 minutes, I think he finally 100% realised hey, that we really wanted him here and yeah. also that he could fully relax. And then, yeah, the, the after chat was great. Now, hey, I don't want to, people listening are like, well, we don't get to hear that, but... no.
0: Unlucky guys.
1: <laughs> we yeah, got we, we had fun.
0: You got to hear, you get to hear uh, some good bits. The reason I wanted to get him on, and you've also always wanted to get him on, yeah. but I have had this uneasy feeling about him ever since I've met him. Yeah, like I sometimes have felt like we get along and sometimes I felt like he just hates me. And I used to just joke to him and he's like, you just keep saying that I hate you and I don't – like we'd have fights, (laughs) OBs and that because I was doing promotions when he was doing like outside broadcasts and announcing and we'd either feel like we were getting along or I'd be sort of – doing my usual joke, self-deprecating joke, and he would, like, react, like, what are you, what are you on? Like, don't you, like, you? and I think from listening in, like, I was actually very listening this, this you were, interview. That was the
1: most listening yeah. that I think I've seen.
0: It's because I actually related to so much that he said. Like I feel like we're a spirit animal.
1: <laughs> it's <laughs> that's a funny way to put it, but there's nothing closer to what I would call the truth in that what yeah. you've just said, because I looked over several times and I think I said this to you after the interview, there was so much mirroring going on between things you've told me about creative frustrations you've had in mm-hmm. your own life and you know, journey and whether it's radio or outside of just making stuff. And he said so many things where I, for a moment, got completely distracted by your reaction. Yeah. Because it's rare that you see two people that are so simpatico <laughs> about something. And, and it was all nonverbal, but.
0: <laughs> yeah. And I was, I, th- I think I was just, because I, th- I said to you the most nervous I've ever been about interviewing anyone. Is with Tyson,
1: yeah. Because well, I had the feeling if I just kept pushing him off, that's one person you might have been okay about that with.
0: No, <laughs> it's it's definitely, um, and I I don't know, and I think it is because I just never knew, and maybe this is a self reckoner for me that people don't necessarily how to know how to take me as well, because I just never quite knew where I sat in that space, and it was probably more so post chat that I realised, oh, actually I do really get along with him. <laughs> it's just that we were in a different sort of workspace where you know you have to put your game face on a little bit and in commercial radio it's not necessarily all muck about, like you're there to do a job so yeah. you, and you've got people watching over you because there were moments, I think, where I'd talk to him and go, oh, yep, I'm very relatable to what you're talking about right now. And he was always very generous if I bothered to ask him, like, for help, Yeah. but I also very rarely did that because, same as Tyson, I don't like hassling people because yeah. I'm happy to help them, but I don't like taking up other people's time. Yeah. And it's was so, a good w- kick in the ass for me, actually, to sit there and yeah. listen to Tyson again.
1: When he said the phrase, it was something like, oh, don't these people realise I'm here? I'm over here, hello, sort of thing. Yeah. I saw you kind of shift in your seat like I know exactly what you're saying right now. And do you think maybe that's why two people that aren't 100% into playing the game maybe the way the industry may force you to do it a little bit and you're so focused on trying to get things right and Mm – Do you think the fact that you both had to put a little bit of a mask on might have meant that you were kind of never, you know?
0: I actually had a moment like that. I've had a few moments like like Tyson was talking about, but one was actually when I was working in the Albury Station doing everything I could to to make sure all my little, my tiny little minute crosses were just bang (laughs) on. And I think it was... A little, like, I'd been there for quite a while and was getting, you know, good feedback and everything, and then I went, for some reason something happened, and then the content director turned around, he goes, oh, do you want to be on air? And I was like,
1: <laughs> um, yes, what do you think, like... Did they dip their head, like, like, you, like, to the side? I was like,
0: why do you think I'm here doing all this dumb stuff? Like, this yeah. is, And I just remember being just like, how could they not know? Like, everyone knows that that's what I'm here for. I'm not just here to fuck spiders. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even like spiders. (laughs) I I was just like, I can't believe that I have been trying so hard to make, like, these tiny little minutes perfect and no one thought that, like, I'm doing it for a reason.
1: You had an end goal.
0: Yeah, nah. Um, So that was a bit of a... I reckon and then after sort of talking to Tyson again, I sort of sat to him, I just need to actually put shit out there, to be honest, because I've been working for so long on doing all these projects, but no one actually gets to hear hear what I'm (laughs) up
1: to. Exactly. (laughs) And I know that I sometimes try to point out what I think your little golden moments are, and... What I would probably should be doing is I'm not really helping. All I'm doing is just saying, hey, that bit bit was good. But I could be, just as I'm going along, if I think a bit's really good and it's mostly based on you and what we're getting at for the people listening is Mel being able to send this away to other people. Yeah. For them to say, oh, well, that works in the radio world or that works in the video world or whatever. I could just cut it out and send it to you.
0: Well, you're helpful because I'm still on mic. So that's helpful. You need to just keep keep doing stuff so you you either get better or you you just stay <laughs> mediocre. I don't yeah. know what it is. But I I had a when I was working at Sheppard and like the main so there's a lot of strategy that goes my brain works a lot that it doesn't seem like that because I'm quite flippant with the way yeah, I you It's very
1: focused. People but people don't realise you have you always have a focus. The strategy.
0: Yeah, yeah a strategy. The, the strategy. So the strategy behind um, going to Shepparton was to learn as much as I could and to develop as many relationships and know how every part of the business worked so that um, if it came to communicating with someone in sales, I knew exactly what their expectation is and what had gone into their role. Same with digital, same with... Any sort of part. I was like a little marriage celebrant in there. And I knew everything that was going on down to knowing how to fix the air conditioner because the electricians had told me, taught yeah. me that. And I built, and also just don't be a dick. You learned hey, that in Shepparton. Well, well, no, I, didn't, I didn't <laughs> learn that in Shepparton. It's just a thing that I wrote. Don't be a dick and just talk to everyone and learn as much as you can and see if you can help. But I've developed all these relationships and I have some really cool mates out of it, like even like the content director in Shepparton. And but I'm still not accessing these connections that I've made. And so, these people
1: are open to it, though. That's yeah, the thing they're, they're not they're not resistant to you. Like, well, you're out of this out of the picture now. Stop! Don't send me stuff. They're actually actively like they're telling you to stay in their world.
0: <laughs> actively, like I've got good friends out of it. And but also they're like, you you need to be sending me stuff and what happened was I finally got to a point the other night I had my um a content director on the phone and I was like, I just don't like hassling people, you know? And I I never think like that's quite good enough and he goes, This is my job. If you don't put stuff in my inbox all the time and a job comes up, then it's harder for me in my role to give you a job. And I was like, okay, cool. Because you're
1: not front of mind as to how you're... You're not
0: front of mind and he can't sort of say, oh, this is what she's been working on. And and she's better than she
1: was six months ago or whatever.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I can reconcile it now (laughs) if I'm helping someone else with their job. Yeah. (laughs) It's
1: funny that you said in there maybe something's not good enough. Tyson said something and it's probably the most interesting thing to me that he said, it was that... Sometimes you put something out into the world that you don't put any quote-unquote work into and that gets a really good reaction. And I think in the audio you agreed with him and it's a commonplace. You think, mm-hmm. oh, well, that's some flippant thing and it gets all this interaction. But my theory is slightly different and I didn't say it at the time. If you didn't go through all the videos that you've made that don't have a great reaction mm-hmm. and done all of that work, yeah. you're not ac- it's not like you put out a video with no planning on day one, you put out a video with no planning on day 500. Yeah. So the baseline of how bad the quality on that video could be is way above where it would have been when you started.
0: True. It's not even just videos though. Yeah. Like it's even if you throw out a meme or a little bit of content or anything like that. And sometimes I think one of the most successful things I put up was took me like two minutes and was like, how do you cook your toast?
1: (laughs) (laughs) And, that hits a- like, and
0: everyone's like, oh, I have my toast like that. And just yeah. like, oh, mate. And then I can sit there for an hour and photo collage something into like cool and it yeah. might get like, yeah. I'll be proud of it. And everyone's like, Yeah, it's all
1: it's, right. It's <laughs> funny you say that and we don't want to go too self-indulgent, <laughs> but this week I've put out some advertising for the show that I did and yeah. that was great and a lot of people, I mean, not to see me, but that had a good vibe and they sold more tickets than last month. And I put out the podcast and a few Mm -hmm. other things this week and a few photos. The thing that I put up where I talked about how I fell on the ground and knocked myself out as a kid and then I lost my sight for a couple of hours, that's had the most engagement of anything I've released in weeks. Mm -hmm. And it was just people getting to share their their own little story. And there's a girl that I know and she actually posted a comment on there. I'm going to keep coming back to this because this is funny. And then she posted again the next day saying, okay, I'm happy I did because this is super fun. <laughs>
0: yeah. People like to be invested yeah. in something, right, yeah. and to be, have a part But just being able to themselves. ask the
1: question the right way, like if I had have done that a few years ago, told the story, and I probably would have been too long-winded and mm-hmm. not actually given people – I would have just told the story and not opened the door at all for them to share their little story.
0: Yeah. So you've evolved. I have. Look out.
1: Yeah. but
0: Here it comes, guys. That
1: just goes back to my baseline – The way that I approached that, even though I didn't think about it for one second, there's a lot more knowledge working behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. And that's probably why Tyson put stuff out in the world that got a great reaction, even though he didn't think he worked on it. He'd already done years of work.
0: True. But I will say, and I think I've said this, he's, he's very generous, but he's supremely underrated because yeah. there's much more and, and this is probably and I'm not saying that I'm underrated or rated at all no. but I think the thing that, yeah, I can relate to is there's so much more going on underneath the, like this um, cavalier sort of boisterous thing yeah. that is projected into the world that, yeah, there's a respect from me there.
1: Excellent. Yeah. Well, well we won't keep people too much longer no. so they can go to punchingsideways.com.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: They can share the show. Uh, write us a comment on there if you want to or you can probably more easily write us a comment or a message on Facebook. Do that. That's at Punching Sideways on Facebook and Instagram and you can support us if you think it's worth a couple of freckles. (laughs) Punchingsideways.com, just click on the buy me a coffee button and you can shout us a coffee or a couple of coffees.
0: I'd just also like to shout out to everyone that's been sort of reaching out and saying that they're enjoying listening. Thank you so much. That is um, a nice little uplifting thing Sometimes when you're having a bad day and wondering whether you're going in the right direction, it's just nice to get some unsolicited comments.
1: Correct. And we also had a couple of people last week on at the comedy show that I had no idea were listening that really enjoyed some yeah. of the more recent stuff. So that was nice. Face to face. Thumbs up, basically. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> Righto. Uh, bye bye. Leaders. This episode was edited by Dead Set Podcasting. If you want your podcast to sound this good, check out deadsetpodcasting.com forward slash services. Get the sound you're chasing.